Welcome to another episode, I guess, of Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl in Small Town, Minnesota. I'm your host, Joe. Welcome, everybody, to the brand new series, Check-Ins with Joe. I'm so excited to be doing this um, because uh, this has been something that I've actually been really looking forward to doing. It kind of just popped into my head a couple months ago and I got together with my friend Yadi who owns this amazing dance studio FM aerial and movement here in Fargo, Minnesota. And I don't know what I was thinking a few months ago, but I started taking pole dancing classes. I do not belong on a pole at all. (laughs) No athletic or upper body strength at all. But it was kind of like my home away from home when I moved here and it got me out of my comfort zone and it just kind of just the vibes here felt nice and I haven't been able to really find a place that I felt comfortable here since I moved here in February of last year and It took me a while to really find my place here in Fargo, and I still haven't quite found my place here. And so everyone who's here in this room, um, I'm really excited that you guys have all actually agreed to do this with me. Check-ins with Joe is literally just me replicating what me and my friends used to do when we were younger. We would just hang out with just doing absolutely nothing, just hanging out in our bedrooms together, sitting on the floor or on the bed and talk about nothing, talking about our lives. And that used to bring me so much joy and so much hope and excitement and they became my family. And that's something that I realized that really raised me, it really, made such a difference in my life and such so many times when I was lonely and needed family and needed that consistency in my life and I realized that's part of why I am so good at being such a vulnerable person and that's probably something that has made it so easy for me to do these things and so that's something that I really want to contribute and um, show other people that it's okay to be part of that and so I got this crazy idea to reach out to some friends and to have them reach out to friends because I have no friends here yet (laughs) and um, I wanted to just bring people together and especially people who are of color and LGBTQ and their allies to just really show the power of vulnerability to show why it's important to not just be strong to not just be courageous and that's something that I really want to break down that idea of like always having to be the strong person and 75 years later y'all feel me (laughs) 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 this is a space where you not only is it 
okay for you to talk about social issues and politics and anything that sits on your heart or leans on you as a person, as an individual, but it also is a space where you're allowed to talk about what hurts you, what makes you happy, what makes you feel, whatever it is that you feel. And that's what is most important to me. Today, we're going to focus on the very broad question of how has the tension in our society and culture over the last seven years, how has that affected your mental health from your own individual and personal perspective? But hold up, because I just realized I did a lot of talking and I didn't give y'all a chance (laughs) to actually introduce yourselves. So we're going to do that. Because uh, I actually, I, I think we already talked earlier, but I, this is my husband, Lana. Hello, You've heard him Lana. on the podcast before, so y'all get to see him now. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go around. Yes, my name is Franklin. Franklin, nice to meet you. Thank you for Pleasure. coming out. Of course, of course. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Franklin. Um, <laughs> I was born and raised in Nigeria, and I moved to the U.S. in 2014 to pursue a college education. I'm a visual artist. I create art and do like commissions for uh, Fargo and Moorhead. And you know, I love people. I love celebrating. I love chatting. I love listening to people's stories and learning more about them. That's why I jumped on this the moment. You know, I got that email. I'm like, I love stuff like this because this is where we see. Um, our real selves when mm-hmm. we put down all our, you know, guards and all our masks and all that. So I agree. happy to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi everyone. So, <laughs> um, my name is Mariana. I'm actually I was born and raised in Brazil. Let's go. And I moved to Moorhead for college too um, in 2021. And I'm also the producer for the podcast, so, <laughs> and it's also the first time I'm in it, actually, but, and, yeah, I feel like, what, the reason why I'm so drawn, like, to this experience, I guess, is I feel like I've been, I guess, like, the moment I'm in right now, I finally got a chance to kind of relax, and so I'm like, wow, I was, like, going, going, and I didn't stop at any point to actually think about how things were going for me, but I, like, in 2006, I left home, actually, in 2016, no, 2018, and so I was, I was, I had just turned 16 years old, and so it was, like, now I'm 20, and, like, this whole process, like, was a lot, and I feel like I never processed it, and now that I'm, like, in a very chill space, just in college, doing my thing, working, I feel like I'm like, ooh, let's think about this, you know, let's see how it's going. But so that's why I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, my name is Paige. I am, it's so interesting, it's so funny because I am actually born and raised in um, Alexandria, Minnesota, yep. which is. Um, if you are a, a avid listener of the pod, um, you'll know that that is the place in which uh, Joe and her family moved to. So I did not meet Joe when I was living there. I met her um, through 
um, lovely Maddie. Mm -hmm. And so we met uh, up here in Fargo and from there have just kind of grown a really lovely friendship. And um, I am now helping out with, I don't know, know that I have an official title. Social media manager. Okay. <laughs> I suppose <laughs> that I should probably know that that's my title. <laughs> Whoops. Um, yeah, I'm the social media manager for the podcast and the brand, and I'm very honored to get to work with such lovely humans on it. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 what? We should know that. I know. Yeah, I should probably know that. Um, so I, I ended up in the Fargo Moorhead area. I moved up here for college. Um, I actually went to the same school that Mariana is currently attending. And now I work for my alma mater um, in admissions, in an admissions role. And so that is a relatively new experience for me, um, living in a very post-grad life and also the pandemic life. It was very, very challenging and difficult. Um, and I had some really serious personal things happen throughout that time of the pandemic occurring at the same time. And so there was a lot of, a lot of things that happened all at once that kind of put me into a very bad mental space. Um, and I had some stuff I struggled with for a really long time. And so I think that what drew me to this is the ability to, you know, encourage not only myself, but also others through like expressing my own vulnerability um, and being honest and transparent and by sharing the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, I think that that's a really incredible way to get to the heart of like who we are as people. And I think building empathy and sharing stories is the best way to create a better world. And, and so I think being able to do that on a platform such as this is, is a really awesome opportunity. And so I am very stoked to be here and I'm happy to meet all of you. Awesome. Uh, hi, I'm Bree. Um, I'm not any position for the podcast, but I'm going to put in my two cents. I was introduced to Joe by Paige. Um, I moved to the area here uh, in Fargo back in 2015 after I graduated from um, Albertville High School in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, and then I came up to Fargo for college at NDSU, um, originally to pursue a criminal justice degree. Um, and then I, because uh, I wanted to go into corrections, mm -hmm. um, and my advisor, you know, told me that I could basically get that through the criminal justice program, and that was not correct. So um, then I ended up switching to psychology, and then I ended up graduating in August of 2021. So, and since then, um, I've become, uh, I'm an arms worker here at Lakeland Mental Health. Um, and so that's been really cool and really eye-opening, especially because, you know, I don't, you don't get the opportunity, you know, to be super vulnerable with people. So I'm Elisha, and um, I originally, I, my whole life I grew up in Minneapolis, and I just moved to Moorhead for college in um, 2021, so it's like my second year here now. and. I, I came across the podcast from Mariana, and I thought it was like a great opportunity to um, to promote like like, vo like voices, like especially people of color. So this was a great opportunity to support that. I'm Brian. I was born and raised in Costa Rica. 
I moved to to the area of Fargo Moorhead two years ago for college. Uh, that's how I met Mariana, Mari, and Elisha. I got to know about this because of Mariana. Um, over the two years that I've been with her, that we've been friends, I've been discovering that being vulnerable is also really important and something really beautiful to do and really difficult to do. Yeah, so like, she didn't even know about this, but she has been telling me about being vulnerable, Mariana, and I'm really glad for that. Um, then like being part of this and having the chance to talk out loud about being vulnerable is also, I just see it as an opportunity to actually work on that. I've been talking about this to my boyfriend, um, about being vulnerable and maybe he doesn't really know about it, so he doesn't really like support the idea of like, so I really want to take this space to, to learn more about it, to be more vulnerable, to open myself to explore how I feel and, and learn for another one. So like, awesome. kind of excited to be here, actually. Thank yeah. you, I'm excited that you're here too. This is so cute. Aw, cool. So back to the question. <laughs> how has the tension in our society and culture over the last seven years um, affected your mental health? So we're going back to like, 2016 and we all know what like 2016 was I wasn't someone that like looked at the news so often I, I kept up but you know it was only after 2016 that now even to this day till to even to this day to date oh, yeah. I check the news every day at least three four five oh. six seven Oh, I live. She, she I, I live with she watches him. Me. He became like a complete news junkie. Always. That that's what that was the year it started. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's stressful doing that every mm -hmm. day. That's when the addiction <laughs> started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I, I bother some people around me, the people close to me, because I tend to like overload them with knowledge that I learn from everything that I'm seeing. But, it's not but, just but, like local news, it's yeah, world news. Yeah, so, and you know, so. they usually like to report on the bad stuff, so yeah. right. usually I come to spoil everybody's day with, yeah. with right. random horrible news around the world. Yeah. So. But that, that's what 2016 did, though. I think that's the role I play, at least in Bree's life. I'm very much the same way, Mono. Like, I'm very in the news. Like, I, I listen to podcasts and, like, I'm... I love NPR. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, I know that I'm like, maybe that's a weird thing to like say and admit, but I really do love NPR. Um, and so I feel like I can't, every time I see Brie, I'm like, oh my gosh, did you hear about this horrible thing that's happening? She's like, no, because I don't want my mental health to be in the toilet. I'm like, that's what I, that's what I tell him. And I'm like, no, I don't want to hear about that. It, it, sometimes it's just like the most horrible thing that's happening yeah. in this like other country or like you know of course there's always something horrible or death or war or a millions of people who are like starving or like dying or like babies or like kidnapped or like you know and it's always the most horrible thing and it's like usually right after like i've had like a horrible mental health day and he's like oh by the way let me make it worse here's some famine that's happening 
And I I'm promise like, I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) That's so real. I think that the news is so exhausting that we get to a point now where we see all of this horrific, like all of this horrible shit around us and on the news and in the world. And it is like, (laughs) like, holy shit, dude. It's just so much that I think we've kind of become in some ways desensitized to seeing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the things that I could watch now, like on the news, I think maybe pre-2016 mm-hmm. would have really rocked me. But I mean, in 2016, I was... Now it's, yeah. Like, in high school. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I was in a... I was a very different person. I couldn't even... I didn't even get to vote in that election. Yeah. So, like, watching that as a... Like, a young... A very young person, and I'm sure other people in the group can relate, like, that was a hard thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you at least can for sure relate, and so can you, because you were both like in the States when that was happening. I don't know. When did you move to the United States? That was 2021. 21, okay. But actually for 2016, I came to the U.S. for exchange program, and I wasn't Washington, D.C. Oh by God. January. So Interesting. Oh, wow. wow. Tell me more. <laughs> Say more about um, that experience. That was just for about three weeks. We spent in Washington, Maine, um, for one week and I was with this bunch of international people and then we were just like staying in Washington for one week learning about leadership and stuff like that and then we didn't like I knew what was going on um, but then like we didn't like we didn't have the chance to go out and then we didn't do it because we we knew what's going on out so like we just stayed inside the mm. building mm. we were watching the news we were watching the people right. talking about it but we mm. didn't like actually see it and thanks god we didn't um but yeah that was a really like intense ex- experience mm-hmm. for the first time that i came to the u.s <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. like yeah. service yeah. how y'all do like maybe you got to like avoid like the chaos that happened right around there but now nah, you were right in that <laughs> wow <laughs> Prescribed. I feel you. Ditto. Okay. 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 The ganja. Who else? You know what? I am about that life. I get it. I get it. Antidepressants all the way for me. You know? I was, I I talk about this on my podcast all the time. I was diagnosed with um, anxiety and depression and PTSD. I've been... Um, antidepressants and anxiety medications and all that for a very long time so I feel like whatever you have to do um, if it works for you do what you have to do I do not I do not judge so you know whatever works for you you know do you do you boo there's a lot of stigma around marijuana there is a lot of stigma around it but I also am a big believer in therapy. I have been therapized <laughs> heavily wow. since um, 
2016 when I was diagnosed. Um, but that was definitely the most, the biggest, most amazing thing I ever did for myself. And um, I, I think I would not be here still if I never went to therapy. Mm -hmm. After I had my daughter, I recognized patterns in myself. I saw darkness in myself that I had never recognized before. And I knew it was time for me to ask for help. And I have been with my therapist for the last six years. And the most amazing hired best friend I've ever had. I am a, I am a huge proponent of therapy. Um, this man is, you know, he's probably very happy that I have a therapist. Uh, yes. I don't. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't have to deal with the crazy. Um, Not all of it. You know, I, I just, <laughs> I love, um, I love the feeling of being able to have somebody that I can always count on. I can always go to. I, there is no um, repercussions in being able to unleash and say everything that you want to to somebody. Um, and you have no responsibilities to that person. Um, it's more than just a friend because with a friend, there are repercussions. There is... A responsibility to that person you do have to come back to that person so I do think there is definitely a difference in going to a licensed professional um, so that's my two cents I don't know what you guys have to say about that who else has anything to say about who else is going to therapy Ava yes, yes. <laughs> He just started therapy. Black men in therapy. Thank you. Oh my god. Oh god. But I feel you with it. Like when you when you say that like you got to like a very low point and then you were like, no, I need to get help. Like I totally feel that because I was like, like last year, I kind of hit a point and I was like, I am not real. Like, oh my God, I've been going on that for so long. Cause it was like, this is like, this cannot be real. Like everything that's happening around me and like the way I'm processing this, mm -hmm. this cannot be real. And like, it was a moment that I was like, this is not reality. Like mm. some crazy, like, I don't know what was going on, but I was like, I really need to go and take care of myself. Otherwise I can't do anything. Yeah. And I always like try to get so things to do like I'm always like after things to do and I was like maybe you know that's not that good like that, that's not gonna help me move forward and I feel like it's been like such a journey but I told you when you say like oh like I reached this low point and that I was like I need help I think just like our health just like um if you, someone gets cancer you know, we could always be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to any doctor. I'm not going to take any treatment. You could be like, I'm not going to do the chemo, but it's going to catch up to you. Like, no, you're going to die. Like, you, like, this is going to kill you. Like, there's, like, you can't, you can't positive think your way out of the cancer. Like, it's going to, to kill you. Just like that, like, our mental health, 
is your mental health is the one thing that you can't escape. Your brain, like no matter how much you want to positive think it and pray your way out of it or whatever it is that you feel like you got this, you're strong, like like you're not weak, like you're not like those other, whatever it is that you're holding on to that you don't think that you're like everybody else or you're not weak, like it's going to get to you. Like you can't yeah. escape your mind. And so whether you want to or not, that mindset, that that thing you're trying to escape is going to catch up to you at one point or another. And you're going to have to sit the fuck down mm-hmm. and deal with it. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to stop. It's going to stop you in one way or another, which is why so many times we get to this point where we hear so-and-so <laughs> who seem to have had it all, had it together. Um, they were the life of the party. They had so much um, to the, their names, they were, they had money, blah, blah, blah. Like, why did they go off and kill themselves? Why did they do this? Because that's not all there is to life. Like, like that's not going to save you at the end. Like, you know, like we can't outrun our minds no matter what. And, and that's the thing, like we've seen, like, look at, what we've seen in the last few years, just look at what we've seen recently with people like Twitch. Like that one, that one mm-hmm. shook me. That shook me to the core because this was someone that like, you know, I f- this was someone I followed pretty regularly, you know, not someone that was like a huge impact or that I like, constantly like seen regularly but I followed him you know I watched Ellen I saw him on there I watched you know um so you think you could dance I you know but like his little happy face was everywhere you know like I was on TikTok I loved watching him and his his wife like I was really like pretty invested in a way so it was just very shocking you know, to be like, hold up, what do you mean? What do you mean this man killed himself? Like, and even someone, for someone who constantly battles depression, anxiety, and PTSD, someone who is constantly in cycles of sadness themselves, like, it still confused me. It's still... <clears throat> shook me to the core because I was like, I still did what everybody did. And I investigated. I went and looked at all the TikToks because I was like, nah, like I, I, I watched all his TikToks. Like I still had to look, I had to, I had to find some proof because it made no sense to me. And, and then it, I realized that just a couple years ago, I was in the middle of the same situation where I I could have very I wrote about this in my book, where I I very I was in the middle of a similar place where I wanted to take my life, and it was in the middle of fucking twenty twenty, 
and 2020 was a shit storm. <laughs> you know, it was hell. I was in this whirlwind of sadness and confusion, and I was fucking tired. I was tired of talking about this stuff. I was tired of dealing with the crap that I was dealing with around me. I was tired of trying to prove my humanness to the community that I was in. I was tired of having conversations with people about other black people. I was tired of educating white people about dumb shit that I didn't feel like I was, I I was tired of proving why I deserve to be here. I was tired of proving why my family, why I'm proving myself. I was so sick of having, of feeling like I didn't belong here anymore and like that everybody would somehow be better off without me. And I got to a place where I was just like, yep, I'm good. You know, I had made my peace with it. Because it was like the world was so fucked up around me that I could not even see past the fact that, bitch, you got kids. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's how fucked up, like, mental health can really get you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how bad it got. And, and we get to this place where we can't even see past that ideation. It wasn't even ideation at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I was, it was past fantasy. I was just like, I was planning this shit out. You know what I mean? Anyways. <laughs> Only you could say something like that profound and like be that honest and go, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, I don't know. It's heartbreaking to hear the community that I was also a part of at a time had such a profoundly negative impact and such a intensely harmful, it was such an intensely harmful thing that you experienced and the the things that you've experienced in that community. And it's, it's hard because I get to see like how much you have impacted people in the way that you like you don't even realize from that community you know and I think that that's something that like I hope that you recognize as well within yourself I think this is a a pretty good place for us to um end um I'm really excited again that we're doing this and I invite you guys all to come back for sure in two weeks um this is what I was hoping for. This is ex- exactly what I was hoping for, for us to have conversations and open up. I know this is just scratching the surface of what we're going to get into and talk about. Um, I, I definitely want us to like be more comfortable bringing more to the surface. And I know that we didn't get into everything we wanted to talk about, so I apologize. Um, but like we'll, we'll get into definitely more and... Um, I, I'm really excited and thank you for being vulnerable and feeling safe enough to like talk about like your feelings and and you know just opening up to me. I really really appreciate that. Um, this is something that means so much to me and I, I hope that it 
reached you and that you felt safe enough to be here and come back. So again, thank you for coming to the first episode of Check-Ins with Joe and come back again in two weeks. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, everyone. If you want to listen and watch the full episode, you can watch it now by subscribing to Unapologetically Anxious Me's new Patreon. We are launching it with these new Check In With Joe events. And I am so excited to have you listen to and see more of the episode. It definitely gets a little bit more in depth and you definitely don't want to miss it. If you're not already following, follow us now on Unapologetically Anxious Pod on Instagram.